one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we mine salty posts from the EDH subreddit and talk about them, uh, talk about salty situations, talk about table dynamics and uh, different things like that. I am your host, Sam. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say, hey, guys. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And as usual, they replied in Tony and Mike order. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, Mike. What were you going to yeah, say? I just, I, it just dawned on me why you get grumpy that we say hi back in the wrong order. Dude. <laughs> so it doesn't identify our names correctly. The other day, someone messaged me and was like, it's so funny that Tony didn't know what the Howling Salt Mine card was. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and it's like, that's Mike, but it was funny. <laughs> The funny part about that too is we've both been missing from some episodes. So anyone that's yeah. like listened to most of them <laughs> probably knows. But so someone also someone also at one point commented and was like, like, yeah, you should do something with Tony and Nick. And I was like, oh, Mike's not gonna like that. <laughs> it, was, it was when you were away, Mike. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Mike is just clutching his fist. <laughs> blood pulling out of Arthur, your fist. the Arthur meme under yeah. this desk. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said at the top, this is the podcast where we're generally finding those salty posts on Reddit and reading them. But today, things are actually a little bit different. Today, we have salty stories that have been sent to us by our fans. And this is a fan mail episode, baby. All fans it's only fans. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is only fans. Only fans. It's only oh, fans. Oh, that's oh, that's good. <laughs> but Sam, before we get into it, what's salt? Uh, salt is when you are super looking forward to recording a podcast with with two of your best friends at five p.m. and uh, an emergency meeting happens at your job, and you have to deal with a bunch of bullshit. And it takes 45 minutes and you're like, just let me go. <laughs> Wait, you have a job? <laughs> this isn't the job? The no, podcast is not a full-time job. podcaster? It's <laughs> not the job. <laughs> yeah, that's salt. I mean, you know, to, to put it plainly, salt is frustrations in the game. It can come around by somebody being kind of a jerk at the table. It can come around from card interactions that are like hosing your deck or kind of stopping you from playing the game sometimes a mismatch of power levels, someone taking like a 30-minute long turn. All these different things can cause salt in different ways. Are you satisfied, Tony? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was a good good explanation. (laughs) So today, like I said, we have a bunch of fan mail that we want to read. As you all know, we love to ask for your salty stories, your salty confessions, anything that you want to tell us uh, that we could potentially read on the show. And you can do that at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com. Keep it short, sweet, and to the salt. (laughs) Quick little plug. And we have been receiving some messages from you guys. And uh, today we want to kind of read through some of those and and give it back. You know, this is something that as the podcast grows, we're going to be getting more fan mail, we hope, and uh, incorporating them to the show in different ways. So this is kind of our first way of trying it. I hope you guys enjoy this fan mail app. So you guys ready? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So our first one comes to us from Lycane. Lycane, thank you for sending us this mail. And uh, you can't upvote him. So don't. Because he's not on Reddit. <laughs> send, send him a thumbs up emote in an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send him a thank you email. Uh, man, no, I won't be giving people's emails out. That would be wild. So Lycane sent us this email, and the title of the email is A Salty Confessional. Ooh, yes. we do love, love those. We do favorite. love it. 
And it goes, dear HSM, that's us. Forgive me for I have sinned or have I? (laughs) (laughs) I write to you today on this dreary Monday morning to repent my salty ways. I play monthly with a group and one of the players is known to build extremely aggressive salt inducing decks. Some examples of his play style and commander choices are Mogus, God of Take-Two or Sack-A-Creature, Kalia, Gotcha, Dragons and Demons, with everyone's favorite, Master of Cruelties, and Uril, You Can't Touch Me, Pillow Fort. All of these decks are extremely well-tuned, though he's convinced that they are CDH and relishes playing the saltiest cards. He even goes to the point of bragging and getting people to rage quit. Recently, he built a Chatterfang deck And at each game, brags about how it has 68 different infinite combo wins. Well, I had enough of his shit, so took inspiration from Commander's Quarters and built a Sorolf Realm Eater deck for roughly $6 and proceeded to destroy, well, actually, exile his hopes and dreams away. He now complains about how he can't get his engines going and asks what he should change in his deck to compete. I've told him that holding up removal and pacing his board state will mitigate his threats and lead to awkward Sarulf wipes on my end, but he can't help throwing everything out there into exile each and every game. I don't play Sarulf as much, but always bring it just to season our sessions if things get a little too bland. Stay salty, Lycane. <laughs> First of all, I just love how they wrote that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such eloquence. Yeah, that's very good. So this is an interesting one. I mean, this person has kind of the salt monster in their play group, kind of relishing in the fact that they're playing these overtuned decks and making people salty and rage quit, but then getting salty themselves when they come up against this like $6 budget deck. What is the sin really here? I think the sin is that like... You built a deck just to fuck with this yeah. guy. Like, yeah. that's the sin. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, you know, it's a deadly sin or anything, but that is the sin here in my eyes. Should we read uh, Sorulf Realm Eater? Yeah, for sure. It's a great card. Sorulf Realm Eater is a 3-3 legendary creature wolf for one, a black and a green. And it says, whenever a permanent an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on Sorulf Realm Eater. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Sorulf has one or more plus one plus one counters on it, you may remove all of them. If you do, exile each other non-land permanent with mana value less than or equal to the number of counters removed this way. Damn, that's spicy. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Oh, I would fucking hate that. <laughs> it wrecks your fetch lands too. Oh my which god. Which I'm always a fan of. <laughs> that's insane. Yep. That's a great commander. I can see how this would fuck up a Chatterfang deck where everything is like Probably one, two, three CMC for the most part for those combos. Well, they're all tokens. Yeah, or tokens. just tokens in general. It's just bodies, tokens. So it's like bye-bye tokens. Whenever a permanent and opponent controls is put into a graveyard, I mean, if you're sacking tokens away, you're just going to load up Sorilf, and then on that person's next upkeep, Lycan is just going to pop them all off and exile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so how do you guys feel about this? Like building a deck to deal with a bully at the table. Do you think this is this is justified salt? Yeah, it's admirable to have some guilt to some extent from this this sender, right? Yeah. I appreciate that they're not taking pleasure in stopping another player's decks. They're they're enjoying stopping the other player from being like sowing salt, sort of. It's kind of like you've become the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to stop a bigger villain. I don't know. <laughs> live just long enough to become the villain or whatever that <laughs> I'm trying to think of the line and I don't have it. I think that what makes it less salty is the fact that it sounds like this is a good deck that has a win con. If there was no win con, if like you just built something to just like fuck with them, then it's, it's a little worse, but be, I think that's like the primary thing here for me that it, that's just like a good deck yeah. and it definitely deals with the shenanigans that are going on. So yeah. Even with some of the salt that's getting mentioned and tossed around in this email, it seems pretty healthy. They're having discussions about, is my deck too strong? Like, what can I do to keep my deck competitive? Which is sort of funny because they were just blowing people out of the water a minute ago. But yeah. at least at least the fact that there's some awareness of being able to talk about what what's okay, what's strong, what's not strong. That's at least in the right direction. 
a little bit though like oh how wait how can i beat what you have now like yeah <laughs> yeah that, that is a very funny response like oh you beat me well so how do i make it so you never win again though yeah <laughs> yeah and this is an interesting situation of it being a play pattern thing that you can adjust in order yeah. to beat a deck like we often talk about and i think there's also a fixation generally on like one deck having a terrible matchup into another deck or like mm -hmm. oh that deck just hard counters mine I, I can't play into it like what kind of deck should i build um you can just adjust your play pattern and that can actually lead to being able to beat a deck as well definitely like we've talked about kind of slow playing decks out and um you know making sure you aren't overextending and kind of putting yourself out there, especially, you know, if this Chatterfang player is going up against a Sorulf Realm Eater deck, you know that you are going to get your shit exiled at some point, right? Like the smart move is to look at the other decks and say, how am I going to play into this matchup? Because it's different than goldfishing your deck at home. You know, you need to consider like, what are the other players going to do? What are they going to be bringing to the table to stop me? And how do I adjust my play pattern or even potentially my mulligans, um, depending on your deck, to, to play into that most efficiently? So what do we think about the, the salt rating here? I think there's a couple different sides of the salt here. I mean, clearly you got this salt monster that is trying to make people salty, building decks to make people salty, and seems like sort of succeeding at it. And then you also have this other player, our, our friend Lycane here. It's like salt jujitsu. Yeah. Like they are just coming in and taking that person's salt and just like throwing them over their head and like using their energy against them. And yeah. Just being like, nope, not today. This isn't how you do that. Uh, and here's some great advice. And they're like, but I'm salty and I can't win. <laughs> And they're like, all right, well, here we go. I'll just flip you around again. And <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like the salt monster is holding a, a huge fist of just like really plain salt over a bowl of food ready to season it. And then Lycan's coming in, pushing it to the side and sprinkling just the perfect amount of pink Himalayan <laughs> salt right on there. Like, no, 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 no. This is how we do this. Yeah, yeah, this is a surgical strike of salt to deal with the salt monster. <laughs> you know, he is coming in with like a, a salty scalpel and just saying like, I will build this one deck just to resolve this situation. Awesome. Well, I want to hear mail. I've got the, the Blues Clues mail song going off in my head right now. So I want to hear some more mail. Like the Blues Clues mail song? Yeah. yeah. Mail time. Okay. This mail makes me want to wag my tail. <laughs> mail time like, and when it comes i want a whale oh yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> you know real talk were you guys blue blues clues kids you know it dude. absolutely of course blues clues fucking rock i feel like man. i like at some point tried to be like oh i'm too cool and i was like i don't like this but then secretly i would like i would definitely watch it like <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm a blue player now <laughs> oh fuck and that's why tony hates blue because he denied steve for yeah. so long <laughs> yeah have you guys seen those things where steve has been like posting things on tiktok where he's just like hey you're doing great and i yeah. see you and i appreciate you like, oh my god dude <laughs> makes me cry I'm, every time I'm definitely i'm not <laughs> <laughs> you haven't tony tony no tony. he has he just has to put on a big show for us right now yeah <laughs> He just has to scroll through all the the shaking asses to find Steve <laughs> in your TikTok just, stream. He's just still a Blues Clues denier. <laughs> it's got to be a deck Blues Clues. There, hundred percent is man. Sure. Like just clues. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's what is that Lonis? The uh, that clue making yeah, thing. But that's Simic. There's blue. Well, in it, Steve's though. shirt is green, right? Yo, there is a, like a Blues Clues thing. Technically, in Urza with, um, oh, fuck. What is that, like, super OP enchantment with Urza that makes clues? You lost clues, me. Clues? <laughs> Hold on. Some people are screaming it at their, their radios right now. It is Trail of... Radios is listening to us on a fucking radio. Coming to you live on air. It's Howling yeah. Salt Mine. This isn't on the radio? It's How the Howling Salt Mine. Listeners? Yeah. <laughs> Tune in every Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> what will our adventurers get up to next week? 
<laughs> Yo, for real, we should do an episode like that. Oh my gosh. Fan episode. Oh, we missed our Streets like... of New Capenna release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it would have been good for Capenna for sure. Um, Trail of Evidence is the enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, investigate. And then you use that to make clues. And then they're basically moxes for Urza. I think yeah, that's in yeah. most Urza decks. Ought to be. Anywho. Let's get back Any. to some fan mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so our next fan mail, this is a slightly different one than what we're normally used to. This one comes to us from Swankob. <laughs> or Swankob? Pardon? You know, I've never actually said this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> uh, but that's who it comes from. And the email was titled The Great Henge. Some say that's a good card. Some. From the subject line, you may be thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be a juicy tale of saltiness caused by extra life, extra mana, and extra counters being created on the wrong side of the board. Well, I wish it was. The Great Henge <laughs> is one of the last cards needed in my most cherished deck. I have much love for Kinnon, and I do have some stories about saltiness that he caused, but I'll save those stories for another day. Today, I want to talk about trading etiquette and the salt that can be caused during those interactions. I take a lot of time to make sure my trading binder is easy to navigate, organized, and available for consumption. It is very frustrating when you go into a trade and the person you're working with says, oh, that's not for trade. In my mind, I say, then why the fuck is it in here? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Breach. is clapping. Breach. <laughs> Because of that, I take great care in having a rule zero type of conversation before engaging in the trading process. One Saturday, I had excitedly gone into my LGS to see if I could find those couple of cards left to get from my buddy Kinnon and found myself a willing trade participant. He was eager to trade and had a lot of great cards in his two binders. They were reasonably organized and were from all eras of the game. I looked him square in the eye and asked, is everything here available? His answer, of course, was yes. And I proceeded to take five to 10 minutes to go through his binder, trying to keep pace with his searching. And then there it was. It was like a light opened above my head, began to shine down on that beautiful foiled out card in front of me, the great hinge. <laughs> he found three or four cards in my binder and had them in front of him. I looked at him and said, are you all set? And he said, yes. And began to show me his findings. I remember he had a mana drain and several other staple cards. I showed him the great hinge, careful not to show my excitement. Then the words came out of his mouth. Oh, anything but that. I wanted to use that card in a deck. I did my best to remain absolutely calm. I, I feel like... <laughs> <sighs> and I feel I was successful, but boy, was I salty. Thoughts of tearing up my own mana drain in front of him helped to make... <laughs> helped to make the moment humorous while I dealt with the disappointment that I was feeling. With not many words, I put my binder back together, said goodbye, and left the LGS. PSA, if it's not for trade, don't put it in your binder. Dude, hmm. it would have been fucking legendary if you ripped the... <laughs> oh, you want this <laughs> mana drain? <laughs> it's not for trade! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I feel this deeply. I feel this deeply and I'm so glad he's not here because I can talk freely because that's how it works. I run into this with Nick every time. <laughs> Dude. Well, Nick has a fucking dope collection. That's like, the let's thing. be that's real. Thing. Nick, Nick has, has some like, like yeah. seven binders full of cards and they're yeah. all like so good. And he's mm -hmm. got so many copies and he'll be like, um, he does the same thing. It's like, eh, I'm thinking about making a deck with that. It's yeah. Like, you're, not, you're just going to keep killing us with Neheb, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> There's the episodes Neheb drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There used to be a Neheb drop every time. Every episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. And to his credit, it's not like he's giving, showing those binders being like everything in here's for trade. Like, yeah, if, true. you know, we have that rule. If we had that rule zero trade conversation, which I love that idea. I love that concept. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Great idea. Yeah, I, I just, he has a lot of cards that are awesome and then I want them. And then he knows they're <laughs> awesome. So he also wants them, which is totally fair. <laughs> but I, I totally agree with this email. Put trade stuff in your trade binder. Don't put non-trade stuff in your trade binder. 
but it's also okay to have binders that are both and say that up front yeah. and just navigate that as you go. I think where some of this comes from is that for me, my quote trade binder is is actually just my nice stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like the things that I would consider like worth a trade, you know, like a value. Uh, but binder. more than half of it, like I don't want to trade. So if yeah. anybody ever asked me that, I would probably be like, oh, sorry, you probably just shouldn't even look at this fucking binder yeah. that I have for you. I think that's the difference. And I would feel an infinite amount of salt if I went through the pain to be like, hey, like, you know, is everything good? And then I look through their whole fucking binder for 20 goddamn minutes and yeah. I find the shit I want. And then they're like, oh, actually not that. Yeah. Like, like table flip moment right there. Just be like, fuck. Just like- what, what I like to do is I will flip through my own binder first. Cause you know, usually I I'm just bringing one or something. Right. And um, I'll flip through it myself and be like, yeah, everything's up for grabs except for these cards, you know, and kind of like, like that's another way of doing it mm-hmm. is saying like, Hey, these ones are kind of precious, but generally speaking, you know, I think there's something with trading and magic where, especially for me, where I get too precious with my cards in my collection, mm-hmm. like I had a trade. I, I think the last time I, I had a major trade was one of the last times we played together in person, maybe the time prior to that. And I, I had a trade with Nick and I was getting like an enlightened tutor and stuff from him. And he was getting a pearl medallion from me. And the medallion cards are expensive. Now they were only printed a couple times. Um, you know, this is like reduces all your white spells by one colorless mana. It's like amazing mm-hmm. ramp in a white deck. And I have the full, the full five of all of these medallions and for so long, I've been like, well, I'm, I want to keep it because I'm going to build the deck eventually. And I'm never going to fucking build that deck. <laughs> and, and I haven't. Like, the evidence is here. I have not <laughs> built that deck. And it's been like five years. And I've never, ever built it. Yeah. So at a certain point, it's like, don't I just want to trade the cards that I'm not using into cards that I will actively use? You know? And like, like that card's not doing me any good. I look at it when I trade. And I say like, eh, I don't want to get rid of it. But now I have an enlightened tutor. I'm going to put that in, you know, one of my awesome CDH decks and get a ton of value out of it. So yeah. I think there's something to be said for like really looking at your collection and, and really evaluating if you do need to keep a card or if you yep. want to turn that into something that's usable for you. Yeah, I would have a bias towards something that's immediately getting slotted into a deck is probably worth more to you than something that's in your binder currently. Yeah. So if you know that's the swap that's happening, I think go for it. Totally. Yeah. So what's the vibe? What are we thinking about the salt rating here? This one's pretty salty, man. I mean, when you get your hopes up for something and it doesn't happen, like, like that's a salty situation that transcends everything. This is like, <laughs> this is like I have a jar on the table with like fucking olive juice. I love all and I've got like my my thing of water next to me Keep and I grab the wrong one and I drink it and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> like that's what this feels like for juice. me. Like I fucking hate <laughs> that shit's salty and I don't like olives. <laughs> Dude, olives are great. Yo, I had olives in Italy. Those were fine as fuck. All right, Every other bragging. olive I've had, trash. Cut, cut, his, mic. cut his mic. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is you sat down at a diner. You got your coffee. You're all excited. You go, you add your sugar, you know, it's one of, it's one of the many various items laid out on your little diner table. You add your sugar, you take a big sip and you learn that that was not sugar. (laughs) That was the salt shaker. It was an unlabeled white powder. (laughs) And now you're salty. Have you had that happen? Have you actually done that? Uh, I've gotten really close, but I haven't had it happen. But I feel like they were expecting the sweet deal. They were so close. And then bam, salt drop right on them. Yep. That is my brutal. reference is real because I have done that. <laughs> With <laughs> olive juice? Yeah. Oh my God, Tony. The problem now is that... Now it makes that... sense. I was like, this metaphor sucks, but yeah, it's that's... a true story. Oh, a totally relatable experience. <laughs> yeah. I have like just all like these the time I drink jars as glasses. <laughs> and so like, I just grabbed the wrong fucking thing, took a quick swing and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Here's something that I've done is I used to paint a lot of miniatures and you know you got a little cup of water to to like clean off your brush as you're <laughs> you're painting like your your minis, and you get in the zone and you sip that paint water. Ooh, that's I've bitter. That. 
that is extremely bitter and not good. Um, so I, I can relate to that. Oh my God. I <laughs> love yeah, that. I, I hope this there's no has, salt in that water though. And yeah, no salt, but, um, it is, it, it is displeasing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, I hope that this person has found their, their Holy grail out there that foiled out great henge. Yeah, for sure. Especially for handling it so well. You handled yeah, it better than I would have. Champ. I would have been like, fuck you and walked away. Totally. What's this user's name? Swankub. If you see Swankub, mail them a foil great henge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a little mail break, guys. So we get a lot of, it's not exactly fan mail, but we do hear from our fans and, and our listeners a lot. And one of the really common things that we've been hearing from you guys uh, are really two things. One is, when and where can we get merchandise, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is, when are you guys going to start a Patreon? How can we support you? So um, we wanted to kind of just talk about that a little bit here. And, uh, you know, we'll heavily edit this because this is <laughs> informal and awkward because we're cool. Um, <laughs> this is very cool, guys. Because <laughs> we're cool, guys. And I think the quick answer is that a lot of that stuff is in development. Um, I mean, we are thinking about merchandising. We want to like do some shirts. We want to do stickers. You know, we potentially want to like look into getting like custom sleeves and maybe even play mats someday. You know, a lot of that depends on like what the demand is and, and cost and logistics and all that kind of stuff. But we are looking into that. So, so really do stay tuned. I know we posted the custom treasure token that we, we made on our Instagram pretty recently. And a lot of people were like, yo, I need this. And unfortunately we did print those to hand out at magic 30, but we will have extras and, and we're planning to do something with them. Um, so those will be available in some shape or form at some point. Guess have anything to add to this? Yeah. I mean, I think the only other thing I'd add is that, um, you know, just bear with us on it. Like it's all going to happen, but like all of us have day jobs and we are a, one man art show like props to sam it's for doing me. all the art but like <laughs> like literally like we don't have anybody else that we're like working with like sam does all the art and like right now most of the editing and other things so it's like you just gotta bear with it like it's coming and like we're excited that people are excited so like i think yeah. it'll be cool just to hear that people even want that stuff is like crazy like we totally. were eating it all up yeah, if you do have something you want or you see that you'd love for us to do something similar to, you know, shoot us a DM. We'd yeah. be excited about it or an email, you know, whatever your preferred way of reaching out is. And and we can we'll put it in a spreadsheet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put we'll it in one of our it. many spreadsheets. <laughs> Hell we'll yeah. track it, make sure we know what the demand is. Yep. <laughs> in addition to merchandising, the other thing is really Patreon. And that's another thing that, you know, stay tuned on. We do want to get that up and running. Um, we're talking about like what early tiers would be and where we'd potentially grow from there. You know, when these things start, they're kind of small and um, we want to dedicate as much time as we can to the pod and make it like a worthwhile experience, especially on Patreon and things like that. But it's also something that we'll grow into. So, um, you know, anyone who's along for the ride, like we're going to be super pleased to have you there with us. And uh, we definitely have some exciting things cooked up in the future, for sure. For especially sure, for, for sure. the 30%. Especially for the 30%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've talked about, too, you know, the, the Patreon. The reason we're thinking about starting that is we'd love to cover some of the costs uh, for the podcast and be able to improve what we're getting out to you guys. You know, if we could get better mics or really pretty much better anything that's going to go into the production <laughs> of, of the podcast. That's, that's yeah. what we're really excited about. So that's probably, you know, for the most part where the money would be going, uh, if we were to do a Patreon coming up soon. Yeah. Everything will go back into it for like quality. Quality is like a big thing for us and hopefully yep. like that, that comes through. Uh, and so like, that's like a huge aspect for us on, on, on it all and what we ex would expect to use it for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we could just keep investing this back into the pod just to make it better and better, maybe additional content and things like that um, for patrons, like these are all things that we're talking about and planning for. So, um, you know, just stay tuned on all that stuff. It, it's it's going to be pretty awesome. We're really looking forward to it and also looking forward to being able to kind of interact with our listeners on a, on a deeper level. Uh, the only other thing I'll add is that our podcast art is changing. So, um, you know, we, <laughs> we actually 
talked about like not mentioning this, but uh, it was in the episode with Joe Johnson right at the very end where we like hinted that our current podcast art isn't necessarily the most marketable thing because it is such a parody of the Howling Mine card art. So as we're growing and looking at merchandising and things like that, we do want to kind of bring in some podcast art that is wholly our own and unique and something that we can like really brand and uh, and pull into our image. So be on the lookout for that because that's going to happen at some point. We just don't want people being like, oh my God, change is happening. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are these guys? <laughs> well, I think that's the difference. It will actually be us spoilers Ooh, spoilers yeah <laughs> you gotta as keep, i started you saying gotta it, i was like reveal. oh maybe i shouldn't say it. <laughs> it's like but then i said it so sweet well yeah just to sum it up merchandise stay tuned patreon stay tuned new art you know we're still going to be the howling salt mine we just need to think about these things as as we're growing and as we want to try to start you know putting some some money back into the podcast to to make it better so um, stay tuned, guys. Exciting stuff is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Good plugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you're looking for something to do right this very minute, I can give us a five star review on like whatever you're listening on. Uh, <laughs> I know that that is something everybody says. Like, give us a thumbs up. Give us a this. Give us a that. But that shit like really helps a ton. Like, we were number forty six in the gaming podcast lists for like a week. I don't know what happened, but we like, we're up there now it's further down, but like the more of those reviews and, and five-star reviews you put in, like, like that stuff actually matters and gets new listens. Yeah. Is that what happened? Like new listeners listen to it. Cause we were 46 and they're like, uh, down vote. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the mining industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get back into it, guys? Hell yeah. Lettuce. Oh, lettuce. As in like let like lettuce, like let us, like uh, you're fired. Oh, <laughs> oh no. so quick. <laughs> so this next one comes to us from a member of the 30%. That is all they wanted us to say. Fuck yeah. <laughs> which I love. Okay, so this this is actually a Facebook post. What's Facebook? We have a Facebook? We don't. Oh. This is like we a don't? This is like a screen we don't have a Facebook. This is like a screen nice. capture that was sent to us of a Facebook post. Weird. Should we make a Facebook? No. 100% send us an email not. if we should make a Facebook. <laughs> yeah, send us a Facebook message if we should make a Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that we never get it. Um, should we make a metaverse 3D hangout space? Yeah, we need a VR chat room <laughs> for the Howling Salt Mine. We definitely need that. <laughs> it's just people immediately post Commander game shrieking their salt out into a VR space. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds... Sounds immediately bannable on day one. <laughs> so this post says, how do I deal with a player like this? He places his lands above his creatures. Oh, God. <laughs> a sin. He wears jeans with flip-flops. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, That's I'd fun. do that. Is that not cool? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's not cool, but it's cool. Well, whenever he taps out for a spell, he says, it's Morbin time. Every single time. No, <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> Whenever he makes a good play, he refers to himself in the third person. I've been known to refer to Tony in the third person. Tony has time. been known to do that. <laughs> yeah, but that's not something to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> he uses a watermelon scented deodorant that is a lot stronger than he thinks it is. <laughs> I guess that's better than just like pure no deodorant for yeah. sure. Whenever he casts a counterspell, he will turn his hat backwards and say, it's time. <laughs> he quotes the flavor text of his commander as he is casting it in his impression of what he thinks that commander would sound like. Now that should be done by all players. <laughs> yeah, that is something that I'm known to do. Not, not in like a funny voice, but sometimes I do like to cast a spell and read the flavor text in a dramatic way. <laughs> it's the best i actually remember one time i did that 
to Nick and I was like, you will be killed and ripped apart. And he, and he like countered it and he was like, fuck you. You're going to kill me, rip me apart. And I was like, dude, I was just reading the flavor text. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I I was too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's mine too. He visibly licks his teeth when someone swings at him. (laughs) As we all do it. (laughs) Just Just to see what it looks like. Yeah. He won't stop saying Elish Norn. Okay. So this is, we need some interpretation here. It says Elish Norn, three asterisks and a Y. I think that is Elish Norn Nussi. Now I think that's, is the, are the three stars right next to Elish Norn or is there yeah. a space? Norn blank, blank, blank Y is one word. Oh yeah. That is indeed Elish Nornussi. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it so much. The Elish Nornussi. Oh, God. Yeah, I truly hate that. Um, that may be the worst sin on here. Whenever a card with a female character is played, he will say, oh, that's a waifu. <laughs> or waifu. Don't at me. <laughs> he refers to blink flicker spells as sexy teleport strats. <laughs> the LGS owners won't do anything about him because he isn't technically doing anything wrong. But as you can see, he is the single most unbearable human being to ever exist. <laughs> Buckle up. And then it says, and Sam, if you read this, just stop it. Just stop it, man. <laughs> is this you, Sam? <laughs> I can... Luckily say this is not me, but it is very funny that it's about someone named Sam. I don't think I've even been in an LGS in a while. <laughs> the real plot twist, it's Sam. And, and my deodorant is bergamot and lime. Thank you. <laughs> you do talk about Elish Nornussi all the time. Now. <laughs> well, I only do that because that's a way to. <laughs> As I lick my teeth. Uh. <laughs> It's interesting. There, I mean, there's some shit on that list for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to start. I guess <laughs> it's like there's some stuff that's like not that bad. Like it's like whatever. Yeah, like um, every time you cast a spell, just say it's Morbid time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're talking about, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that this starts with like lands above creatures, which is awful. Yeah. And then jeans with flip-flops, which is like fine. And then it just gets like crazy. <laughs> I, I still think lands above creatures might be the most egregious sin <laughs> of this whole thing. <laughs> it's certainly confusing. It's confusing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, yeah. Like, why is this the path you have chosen? I, I feel like I'm having Joe Johnson's experience with last episode of like, I can't believe someone is this. Yeah, this I can't, can't be believe real. this is a real person. I also can't believe somebody took a screenshot of this on <laughs> Facebook and sent us that. Was yeah, it's like, amazing. This is salty. Well, I think that they saw that it said it had my name in it. Like the, the, the email, the email from this member of the 30% said, We all know a Sam. <laughs> and they were like yo this is hilarious and and we we're like can you read it on the show and they're like yeah crazy post aside because we provided some commentary as we went through it have you guys ever known anybody like super whack at a game store like this uh i don't know about like at a game store specifically but i feel like i've definitely known people in life like this right and usually I mean, when we all is... went to the same engineering school we know yeah. a lot yeah. of like weird nerds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i i think part of it this it's one of those snowball effects where it's like somebody does something that's like annoying but then you add another thing and then you add another thing and then you add another thing and before you know it like when they breathe near you you're like god you're so fucking annoying yeah <laughs> like, like yeah. anything they do is frustrating and so like there are certainly characteristics here that i think like lend themselves to that and so Others that don't, but because of all the other things, it's like snowballed into this like ball fury for this person. And you also start to notice like even more minor things, like noticing that someone's licking their teeth. I would never notice that unless they were like really getting licky smacky with it with horrible <laughs> yeah. sounds, you know. 
but like if an aggressive you slow them, lick across their whole front <laughs> row of teeth just before the like uh i moved to move to attacks it's morbid time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're livid with someone and just looking at them and hating everything about them you're just picking up on all of it you're like in sandals with with pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, I've never known this. I've never known exactly this person, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is definitely something that could cause this person to like stop going to their game store, which sucks. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the game store owner can put up a sign. I've seen like you have to smell OK signs. You know, maybe there's a maybe you could alleviate one of the senses from this person <laughs> if you could get that sign up on the game yeah. store door. I, I feel like there's a couple of things that this person does that could make other people uncomfortable and like that's not cool. But yeah, in general, like a bunch of most of it, I think, is like annoying, but benign. Uh, yeah, I agree. like like yeah. the Elish Nornussy thing. And like, that's a waifu like that kind of stuff. It's like. Keep it to yourself, dude. Yeah. yeah. That might be pretty uncomfortable for players, like especially like totally. women players that are showing up. Like this, this oh could God. definitely be a player that's chasing other customers away. And it, I could see how it's putting a game store owner in particular in a really awkward spot. So this is one of those cases where I don't have any good suggestions, but I, I hope everything works out here. <laughs> at least we can confidently say that they probably aren't saying it's morbid time anymore because that fad has kind of died off <laughs> that or they're just living it up man <laughs> all right how about we uh we hop into another one guys this next one it was actually an instagram dm from curly haired nerd and this is a nice little salty story and this also has to do with another sam nice, nice. And this person says, Sam and I play a lot of one-on-one CDH games. Uh? (laughs) (laughs) Most of our pod doesn't enjoy CDH. So naturally we play cards specifically to counter each other. So salt flies around frequently, but this was an exceptional amount of salt. I'm playing Aminatu and he's on Timnatana Blood Pod. I usually win with Thoracle. Sam hates the combo. And I was playing a little longer controlling game to try to win with my alternate combo using Altar of the Brood. Infinite Flickers, Altar of the Brood gives you infinite mill. I have Demonic Consultation and Tainted Pact in hand. I cast Tainted Pact and I was planning on grabbing Altar. Sam, naturally scared of the tutor, casts Tybalt's Trickery. I was more than happy to see that counterspell since I might get something cool in return. I milled two cards one of them being the altar of the brood. I'm crushed. Start flipping off the top and eventually get Thassa's Oracle. It ETBs and I cast the demonic consultation that I had in hand for the win. Sam lost for words. I see salt pouring out of his ears. He's very upset that his counterspell won me the game. (laughs) That just sounds like a great moment. Right? (laughs) Well, we're seeing it from the side of the table where it was a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing yeah. it from the other side. <laughs> like I definitely would be bummed if that happened to me. <laughs> like if I, especially because yeah. I would definitely be running the kind of deck that would have a Tibble trickery in it. <laughs> and so like to have that be like, I gotcha. And then like, Oh fuck me. <laughs> but I feel like you, you just can't help it. But like, I would just laugh at that point, you know? Yeah, just appreciate the moment. Shuffle up and yeah. play again. You're you're in fast-paced CDH anyways. Yeah. 1v1 CDH sounds like <laughs> such a such a time though. I can't even imagine. Like 1v1 regular commander sounds bad, but then like now it's just like who can like blow their load faster is like basically what it is. Yeah. It seems like such a rock, paper, scissors match. Like yeah. I I I would be doing the same thing as as the same in this story. I'd just be playing a stacks deck like Blood Pod and be like, mm. sweet. You're not going to do anything, and I will eventually win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 turns later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting one. Have you guys ever have you guys ever had like a an upset from one of those red interactions that does like a random thing, like uh, you know, chaos warp or something like that? I don't know. I like them. They seem so fair to me. They're ridiculous, but I love a little bit of chaos thrown into a game like that yeah. so no matter what happens i'm happy to see him 
Uh, I think the most salt I've seen from one of those is uh, Mike cast Scramble Verse, and we countered it. We were have like, we talked no. about this. We talking, you cannot play that. Are we going to talk about this now? Have we talked about this before? <laughs> this isn't the time. I need two hours. We I have need not a full two-hour single episode to just rant. We have not talked about this. May- hey, maybe, maybe this is a Patreon exclusive episode for the future. <laughs> Because because Nick should really be here for this one because it was yeah. I can't be singled out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think well, yeah, it was I all three was of you. you. <laughs> I was like kind of down for it no, because my board state was shit and I would have gotten like yeah. something. Now but... you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like it, it, there was reasons for why it was like over webcam. Blah 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 blah. But, yeah, we'll talk know. about it. We'll talk about it at yeah. some point. Another but, uh, time. That's a different type of chaos. This is more just like, you know, you're doing flips. Truthfully, I like Tibble's trickery a lot. I think it's great that Red has like a, a firm counterspell. I think it's played best in a stacks deck when you have rule of law out because the person already cast a spell. So then it flips over and they can't cast the new one. And it's just a true counter with a little mm. bit of mill on it. See, that would make me salty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because you're not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> you're deep in thought, Mike. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought I was like, yeah, I just hadn't thought about that interaction with rule. That's oh, cool. yeah, it's great. The only thing about Tybalt's trickery that makes me salty is that the majority of my experience with it has been on Arena, where everyone was just <laughs> playing with it with coin flip decks, yeah, uh, which I got really sick of. It would just yeah. be you would Tybalt's trickery your own zero cost spell and hope you flip a coma out of your deck and just win <laughs> win turn two from there. So. Yeah. I don't mind. I- I'm glad that's gone and that now I just get to see it as a stack-based <laughs> chaos warp, basically. <laughs> see, I do like that kind of shit too, though. Like that's definitely where I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it's it is interesting to see a couple times, but when you're facing it constantly and people are starting games and then they're either crushing you or conceding within the first like two rounds, it's not very fun. Like I don't yeah, play much sure. arena. For some reason, I was like, I'm going to get back into Arena when Kaldheim was just printed. And I was playing and I was like, ooh, my like dwarf treasure deck. This is so fun. And I played against this deck and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? They just kept like countering <laughs> their own spells. And I was like, what is happening? And then on turn two, they busted out some big crazy creature and just like came at me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was playing Rakdos, so I just killed their creature. <laughs> they scooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I wanted to play a coin flip simulator, I would go play a coin flip simulator. So yeah. <laughs> for my magic to be magic. Yeah, just buy a scratch ticket. What do we think about the salt rating here? I think this is situational salt, you know? You can still enjoy it. This this is something where, man, like I said, my metaphors, I don't have any good metaphors anymore. You're just fucking trash. You don't need him. It's okay. <laughs> what a drastically different response. <laughs> to, to <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay, Sam. You fucking suck. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is something that I wouldn't get salty over because frankly, it's just kind of like an amazing moment. You know, like yeah. we talk about a lot. We record our games. This would be a moment I would be very pleased to record in a game <laughs> just to have this documented. Like, I would be upset, but not salty, you know? Yeah. Like, it would just be like, well, I thought I got you, but then you fucking won. But I didn't. <laughs> it would, I, at first, I would have been like, hell yeah, because when the bosses hit, I would have been like, oh, there's no way. But then they just happen to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so true to also <laughs> so have true. the demonic consultation. Like, oh my that, God. That's yeah. the more brutal thing. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, fuck yeah. And then it was like, wait, you what? <laughs> like, I think there in response the to the Thassa's Oracle trigger, I actually <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even consider that because it hits and you're like, I'm good. I yeah. just I just nuked their Altar of the Brood and Thassa's Oracle. And they're like, Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <And I> trap <laughs> card. <laughs> well, guys, I think it's that time of the week. <clears throat> oh shit. I mean, that's so low energy. Yeah, we're tired. The salty kind. It's the of the week. It's that time that comes every week. It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty guard of the week? 
And then Sam messages Mike what the salty card is on the side so he can read it and read who it comes from. Well, guys, I have got an exciting salty card of the week for us this week because this is our first user-provided, listener-provided salty card of the week. Users, they use the podcast. (laughs) I retook that because we can cut it. (laughs) Uh, this one comes to us from Scarlet MTG Token Queen. And this card isn't even on the EDH Rec salty card list. And mm. we'll talk about that. This card is Marlin of the Morn Song. Dude. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is one oh, black black card. for a legendary creature, elf wizard. And the first line of text, the best line of text is players can't draw cards at the beginning of each player's draw step that player loses three life searches his or her library for a card puts it into his or her hand and then shuffles his or her library it's a two three oh man so that weirdly enough that doesn't make me salty it makes me like salivate (laughs) fuck yes i almost built one of those decks before op agent even came out okay i was gonna uh, say that was like i wanted to build that deck but i, I just like i feel like i the reason i didn't build it is perhaps because of salt because i knew that like i would never actually get the interactions first like a lot of what would happen is that people would just go get things to remove her or like the best shit from their deck and like mm-hmm. because of the, the play pattern like it comes down yeah and then because it's it's in draw step so you're playing it main phase passing the turn next person gets it next person gets it next person gets it it's like braids you're like the last person to get the benefit of the free tutor basically and and like i just think it again would quickly evolve into people being like we need to like kind of answer it maybe there's some metas where it could be fun to like try and do this i just don't think there's many that would be like yeah i'm gonna let you have this incredibly powerful effect because like you're gonna do like some fucking broken shit, right? Like you don't yeah. you don't make I, that deck to have like a casual thing that you're gonna like tune no. and stuff. So Tony, it sounds like this doesn't make you salty. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like it makes me like happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point with the printing of op agent, it's definitely you play this. If you make it back to your turn, opposition agent is the next thing you tutor, and mm-hmm. then you've shut everybody off. What do you think, Sam? Does this card make you salty? I think this does make me salty. Um, the fact that you can't draw cards when it's out sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> and the tutoring in my mind does not make up for it. Cause like Tony said, people are going to be getting like removal. I mean, it just has a weird line of play, right? Maybe not even a line of play that benefits the Maryland player, but it's a weird line just in general. It almost becomes one of those things similar to not paying for Ristic study, have that like bad behavior cascades Mm. where let's say Maryland comes down, next player goes and tutors up whatever the fuck they want. And they're like, I'm not going to remove it. The next player can. And at some point, like the, the onus to remove it gets put on a player and the other two people have tutored up their like dopest thing. You know what I mean? So it has this weird play pattern where like, you may be the person who is kind of screwed and you feel compelled to go just tutor up removal to get rid of it. Or the board just gets like out of control because everyone's getting exactly what they need. Um, But also just to shut down draws in general, I I just play a lot of decks that rely on consistent card draw to keep the engine going. Like, um, you know, Enchantress decks would just be totally hosed by this. You would just Mm. be playing enchantments out and not being able to draw at all. Ristic Mm. Steady gets hosed. Uh, you know, all those great cards, uh, all those powerful, amazing... All those blue effects. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that this probably does better. Like, I wanted to build it as the commander, you Your know? precious Selvala would draw nothing. Tony. She would. She would be really sad. <laughs> uh, but I, I think this does better than the type of deck that, like, does, like, flash shenanigans where like you pop it out on like the end step before your turn and then on your turn you get to like just immediately go but now it's also so predictable with op agent right like if you get her off and then immediately go you get op agent like there's no other there's no other choice 
which makes it kind of sad and like very boxed uh, deck building, I'd say. I think it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of one dimensional, which, which yeah. is sort of, it's one of those decks that you're like, oh man. And then I would do the thing and, oh, it would be so great. And then when you actually do it, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of boring. Yeah. Like yeah. Memnarch, where you just steal everybody's permanence. You're like, sweet, every game ends and I just steal their permanence and then the game is over. It's like not exciting in any way. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about this, Mike? Does this card make you salty? I've said this before. The salty part about this is that I wanted to make this at some point and didn't. <laughs> you guys are both <laughs> it's like evil. the same experience as Tony, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I wanted to make this CDH. I got really excited about making this CDH. And then uh, it's just straight up not good enough, I think, yeah. for CDH. Mono Black CDH needs a special, special brew to really yeah. make it shine. And so that was you know, the point of salt for me, I think is like getting excited. I think I probably put a couple hours into trying to brew something up and then like goldfished it twice and was just not impressed <laughs> and decided it probably wasn't right to keep going on it. I think I remember brewing that with you actually, yeah. now that yeah. you mention it. Right. Mike and I will go on these like tears where we find a commander and we're like, let's make it CDH. And then we, <laughs> it's like a frenzied, couple days and then at the end we're like oh this kind of sucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we did that with some of the partners when commander yeah. legends came out too oh yeah like, man. we can definitely make this flicker boros ecdh list work <laughs> <laughs> no the livio the livio yeah. flicker deck we we're like it's only like a 10 mana three card yeah. combo <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Oh man, it's still fun to look at though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you, Scarlet MTG Token Queen, for sending in that salty card of the week. That was fantastic. And it's even better that it's not on the EDH salt score list because, you know, this is like uncharted ground. Yeah, it's salt from the wilds. Yeah, salt <laughs> from the wilds, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks everybody. We hope that you liked this episode. Uh, again, it's a little bit different. We are getting fan mail and we do want to incorporate it to the show somehow. So I think this is a, a fun way of doing it with these mailbag days. And uh, I hope you appreciated our little update for the status of the pod too. You know, this is episode 15. We've been around for almost three months now, which is pretty crazy to think of. And um, the support is just amazing. So really stay tuned for merchandise, Patreon, other fun things that are coming. Uh, we have projects that we want to do for this pod. We have things that we want to do to improve the quality of it, um, like better microphones, a uh, laptop that's not fucking dying all the time. <laughs> I hate my laptop so much. <laughs> yeah, so just stay tuned for all that stuff. If you want to send us some fan mail, you know where to do it. Email us at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com. And you know we like those stories to be short, sweet, and to the salt. Um, send us your salty stories, stories where you made your friends salty, stories where you are confessing some salt to us. We love those salty confessionals. If Gmail doesn't work for you, you can DM us on Reddit. You can, you can DM us on Instagram. It's a little bit more complicated to type those in, but uh, whatever, we do it. We'll do it for you guys, our sweet baby children out there. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to eat dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same, dude. Um, follow us on Instagram, guys. We're super active on there. We are the Howling Salt Mine on Instagram. We're posting up salty cards uh, every day, pretty much. Uh, we're posting our episodes, sometimes episode clips on Thursdays. Follow us on our Twitter at Howling Salt Mine. We're posting up episodes there, retweeting funny memes, you know, interacting with the community over there. And uh, find us on Reddit too. If you guys ever run into us on Reddit, we are the Howling Salt Mine on Reddit. And if you find us there, we would love to chat with, with you guys. Send us salty posts that you find. Oh, recently, somebody summoned us into a post by like tagging us into it. And that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. only did that, that awesome. make our day, 
it was also like fantastic advertisement because people were like, <laughs> who is this? Like, we got like so many listens that day. It was super cool. Like and summon the salt. Yes. Yeah, summon us. Fucking. Summon us into those salty posts. Um, and and we'll we'll chat about them and, and we'll reach out to yeah. those OPs and see if we can use them on the show. Summon so. us to where the salt is rich. Yeah. Loved it. I loved that. It's actually happened. <laughs> it happened one other time afterwards too. And that was super Sick. cool. All our prospectors out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, they are. Oh, man. Is that what we're calling our listeners now? Our prospectors. Ooh, could be. I like that. I think we just realized that that's what we're calling. Them yeah. <laughs> Is this happening? <laughs> well, thank you to all of our diligent prospectors out there. We hope you guys appreciated the salt this episode. Stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the howling song The So salt flies around frequently, but this was an exceptional amount of salt. This is the first game we played. Uh, so salt fly to, so salt flies around. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so so um so 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 so